Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Section 7 of When God Laughs by Jack London. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Section 7. Make Westing. Whatever you do, make westing, make westing. Sailing directions for Cape Horn. For seven weeks, the Mary Rogers had been between 50 degrees south in the Atlantic and 50 degrees south in the Pacific, which meant that for seven weeks she had been struggling to round Cape Horn. For seven weeks she had been either in dirt or close to dirt, save once, and then following upon six days of excessive dirt, which she had ridden out under the shelter of the redoubtable Tierra del Fuego coast, she had almost gone ashore during a heavy swell in the dead calm that had suddenly fallen. For seven weeks she had wrestled with the Cape Horn greybeards, and in return been buffeted and smashed by them. She was a wooden ship, and her ceaseless straining had opened her seams, so that twice a day the watch took its turn at the pumps. The Mary Rogers was strained, the crew was strained, and Big Dan Cullen, master, was likewise strained. Perhaps he was strained most of all, for upon him rested the responsibility of that titanic struggle. He slept most of the time in his clothes, although he rarely slept. He haunted the deck at night, a great, burly, robust ghost, black with the sunburn of thirty years of sea, and hairy as an orangutan. He, in turn, was haunted by one thought of action, a sailing direction for the horn. Whatever you do, make westing, make westing. It was an obsession. He thought of nothing else, except at times to blaspheme God for sending such bitter weather. Make westing. He hugged the horn and a dozen times lay hove to with the iron cape bearing east by north or north-northeast, a score of miles away, and each time the eternal west wind smote him back and he made easting. He fought gale after gale, south to sixty-four degrees, inside the Antarctic drift ice, and pledged his immortal soul to the powers of darkness for a bit of westing, for a slant to take him around, and he made easting. In despair, he had tried to make the passage through the Straits of Le Maire. Halfway through, the wind hauled to the northard of northeast. The glass dropped to 28.88, and he turned and ran before a gale of cyclonic fury, missing by a hair's breadth, piling up the Mary Rogers on the black-toothed rocks. Twice he had made west to the Diego Ramirez rocks, one of the times saved between two snow squalls by sighting the gravestones of ships a quarter of a mile dead ahead. 
blow captain dan cullen instanced all his thirty years at sea to prove that never had it blown so before the mary rogers was hove to at the time he gave the evidence and to clinch it inside half an hour the mary rogers was hove down to the hatches her new main topsail and brand new spencer were blown away like tissue paper and five sails furled and fast under double gaskets were blown loose and stripped from the yards and before morning the mary rogers was hove down twice again and holes were knocked in her bulwarks to ease her decks from the weight of ocean that pressed her down on an average of once a week captain dan cullen caught glimpses of the sun once for ten minutes the sun shone at midday and ten minutes afterward a new gale was piping up both watches were shortening sail and all was buried in the obscurity of a driving snow squall for a fortnight once captain dan cullen was without a meridian or a chronometer sight rarely did he know his position within half of a degree except when in sight of land for sun and stars remained hidden behind the sky and it was so gloomy that even at the best the horizons were poor for accurate observations a gray gloom shrouded the world the clouds were gray the great driving seas were leaden gray the smoking crests were a gray churning even the occasional albatrosses were gray while the snow flurries were not white but gray under the somber pall of the heavens life on board the mary rogers was gray gray and gloomy the faces of the sailors were blue-gray they were afflicted with sea-cuts and sea-boils and suffered exquisitely they were shadows of men for seven weeks in the forecastle or on deck they had not known what it was to be dry they had forgotten what it was to sleep out a watch and all watches it was all hands on deck they caught snatches of agonized sleep and they slept in their oilskins ready for the everlasting call so weak and worn were they that it took both watches to do the work of one that was why both watches were on deck so much of the time and no shadow of a man could shirk duty nothing less than a broken leg could enable a man to knock off work and there were two such who had been mauled and pulped by the seas that broke aboard one other man who was the shadow of a man was george doherty he was the only passenger on board a friend of the firm and he had elected to make the voyage for his health but seven weeks of cape horn had not bettered his health he gasped and panted in his bunk through the long heaving nights and when on deck he was so bundled up for warmth that he resembled a peripatetic old clothes shop at midday eating at the cabin table in a gloom so deep that the swinging sea lamps burned always he looked as blue-gray as the sickest saddest man forward nor did gazing across the table at captain dan cullen have any cheering effect upon him captain cullen chewed and scowled and kept silent the scowls were for god and with every chew he reiterated the sole thought of his existence which was make westing he was a big hairy brute and the sight of him was not stimulating to the other's appetite he looked upon george doherty as a jonah and told him so once each meal savagely transferring the scowl from god to the passenger and back again nor did the mate prove a first aid to a languid appetite joshua higgins by name a seaman by profession and pull but a pot-walloper by capacity 
he was a loose-jointed sniffling creature heartless and selfish and cowardly without a soul in fear of his life of dan cullen and a bully over the sailors who knew that behind the mate was captain cullen the lawgiver and compeller the driver and the destroyer the incarnation of a dozen bucko mates in that wild weather at the southern end of the earth joshua higgins ceased washing his grimy face usually robbed george doherty of what little appetite he managed to accumulate ordinarily this lavatorial dereliction would have caught captain cullen's eye and vocabulary but in the present his mind was filled with making westing to the exclusion of all other things not contributory thereto whether the mate's face was clean or dirty had no bearing upon westing later on when fifty degrees south in the pacific had been reached joshua higgins would wash his face very abruptly in the meantime at the cabin table where gray twilight alternated with lamplight while the lamps were being filled george doherty sat between the two men one a tiger and the other a hyena and wondered why god had made them the second mate matthew turner was a true sailor and a man but george doherty did not have the solace of his company for he ate by himself solitary when they had finished on saturday morning july twenty four george doherty awoke to a feeling of life and headlong movement on deck he found the mary rogers running off before a howling southeaster nothing was set but the lower topsails and the foresail it was all she could stand yet she was making fourteen knots as mr turner shouted in doherty's ear when he came on deck and it was all westing she was going round the horn at last if the wind held mr turner looked happy the end of the struggle was in sight but captain cullen did not want god to know that he was pleased with that wind he had a conception of a malicious god and believed in his secret soul that if god knew it was a desirable wind god would promptly efface it and send a snorter from the west so he walked softly before god smothering his joy down under scowls and muttered curses and so fooling god for god was the only thing in the universe of which dan cullen was afraid all saturday and saturday night the mary roger hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus